0: death of Queen Elizabeth II, the Vatican sends more aid to Ukraine, a missionary sister is killed in Mozambique, and we mark the 25th anniversary of a great saint, and a shopping mall honors the Blessed Mother. Welcome to In the News, a production of Holy Family Radio. Those are just some of the topics in the news that we hope to talk about today. I'm your guest host, Joe Aponik, sitting in for the vacationing Judy Dezegatas. Joining me is my co-host, Father Bill Weary. Hi, Father.
1: Hello, Joe, and everybody out there.
0: Yes. Welcome to the audience. Thank you for Happy joining to us here. today. Father, we have a, a lot of things, as always, in, in the news to talk about today and, and get your opinion on uh, the Catholic angle on uh, things that are in, in the headlines. The, the big story uh, that I'm seeing everywhere around the world right now is the death of Queen Elizabeth II. What strikes me as the interesting part of this, not just her longevity and her impact uh, on, on things for the 70 uh, years that she, she was on, on the throne, but the fact that many people in the religious community are hailing her as a person who brought her Christian values to her job, if you will, and her life, and, and profess them and, and live them out, uh, including
1: the Pope. That's right. And I read one commentary that said, uh, British people in general, uh, this commentator said, we don't uh, talk about the faith, our faith much publicly, especially in politics. Uh, American politicians do more though that referring to God and uh, prayer but Queen Elizabeth was outspoken about that and she did really include her faith in her public statements and that is that is quite true and quite moving as well
0: it's yeah it's uh, it's hard to imagine another uh, world leader who uh, might have that uh, same uh, belief and tact and and uh, you know public witness if I, I can use that term
1: the, the outpouring is so Touching in, in this sense, uh, outpouring sentiment for the United States, uh, considering that we went to war against them, of course, in the <laughs> yes. 18th century, and then secondarily that uh, the England split off from the Catholic Church in the 16th century, and yet despite all that, we can still um, extol and uh, condole with extol the Queen and condole with the British people. Despite that history that we have, and we've really patched things up magnificently, I think ecclesiastically and and politically.
0: You're right. There have been, uh, you know, I guess we could call them schisms there, both politically and, and religiously, uh, sure. over the centuries. But they do remain. England does remain. Uh, Great Britain does remain our uh, our closest uh, ally in many ways.
1: That's correct. Well, Cardinal Vincent Nichols, president of the bishops' conference of England and Wales, had wonderful things to say about her. It was a uh, very uh, s- sad by by the death, and has an immense sense of gratitude. He said for the gift to the world that has been the life of Queen Elizabeth. So that was very good from the uh, head of the Catholic Church in in Britain.
0: Yes, and the Scottish bishops I think um, also uh, their, their council had had nice words to say. And I mean, of course, nobody has anything bad to say about her uh, and and uh, her, her long reign and, uh, and and what she's done. We'll we'll have to see, of course, how Prince Charles the third mo- moves forward. Uh, But for now, we'll we'll pay our respects to uh, uh, the the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II there. uh, Our our next story is one, Father, that that you suggested, and it's it's certainly an an important one. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court's uh, Judge Sotomayor has uh, let Yeshiva University continue to prohibit an LGBTQ uh, club on campus.
1: That bodes well. For us, now this is just a temporary block of a lower court order that required Yeshiva University to recognize Pride Alliance, right. an LGBTQ student club, and um, so it still has to be considered by the wider court, but I will say that in 2021, the Supreme Court sided with a Catholic foster care agency that refused to consider same-sex couples as potential foster parents, so they, 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 they backed that up. So, it looks good. Um, but um, the uh, New York the New York state appeals courts have yet to rule on the merits of the dispute uh, in general, which is slowing down the United States Supreme Court consideration. And they're still considering the Supreme Court, still considering it the bigger issue. And they will issue a more permanent order at a later date. Um, but as I said, it, it bodes well for us. I have great concerns about our adoption agencies and Catholic charities and um, what we're going to you know what, what kind of imposition from the government from the LGBTQ standpoint is going to be placed upon us and so I'm looking for a help from the United States Supreme Court and it looks like it's there it looks like it and, and the whole issue is a New York public New York state public accommodation law that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation but the question is what about religious organizations and are they going to be exempt or, or not? So it's a religious liberty issue. So we'll see how that comes out uh, with later court rulings. But this is a good one, and we're grateful for it.
0: Yes, the, uh, the, the uh, don't, I'm going to speak too, hopefully, but it, it, it's good to see that in these tests of religious liberty versus LGBTQ rights, the pendulum sing, seems to be moving more in favor of um, the of religious liberty and and that uh, what you know what we consider a bedrock freedom uh, here in this country.
1: I believe you're right. I believe that's true. And we have to remember that every organization has a right to its to protect its own identity, and to force um, LGBTQ uh, type uh, actions on us would be would be a violation of our Catholic identity. So the court should recognize that.
0: Yes, and staying in in on-campus news, uh, so to speak, there was something from in the news from uh, Tennessee Tech University uh, about an on-campus drag show that got uh, blasted for for mocking the Catholic faith, that uh, prompted an investigation down there. And uh, it was um, uh, there was a drag performer uh, dressed like a Franciscan friar, uh, and, and a video of that got posted, uh, which then drew um, uh, you know, some very sharp uh, remarks and rebukes about, about mocking the faith.
1: That's right. And th- this happens off and on. I'm thinking of the, uh, the, report, the performer, the recording artist, Madonna, uh, not exactly a campus thing, uh, but still uh, outrageous um, anti-religious uh, gestures and performances on, on her part. And it um, it does speak to Our, Our Lady of Fatima, speaking about how her immaculate heart is wounded, by desecrations against her and against the faith, and and here this is another this is another example that there has to be a call to accountability on this sort of thing, and which there, which which there has been. I know uh, Bill Donahue of, of of the Catholic League, I believe, weighed in on this, and um, has insisted on on, on an apology, uh, which they did get from the uh, president of the of the college. And this is what we got to do. We got to call this stuff out and 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 say it's wrong and. And certainly uh, not roll over and, and let it happen. So it, it was an outrageous thing. And I saw the video myself yeah. and really lamented that it had been made at all.
0: Yeah, the uh, I, I agree w- with you. And hopefully, you know, those in our audience can take heed to this as well, that we do need to speak out. Because I think too often uh, we, uh, pardon the phrase, roll over and, and just say, oh, you know, turn the other cheek. Well, the, we, there needs to be something there, I think, where we step up and... Uh, and not just leave it to the official church, or, or and, and Bill you does great work at the Catholic League, but the individual Catholics and individual people of, of all faiths uh, need uh, you know, should speak up for their uh, what, what they believe and what they when they feel offended that they uh, uh, should say something.
1: Absolutely. When those who are offensive hear from rank and file parishioners, that really enhances the credibility of our position as opposed to clergy and. And there was an official stature, so um, I would say absolutely uh, to speak up and speak out. The um, moving to the other side of the world,
0: the um, the Pope is sending um, his almoner to uh, make his fourth visit to the Ukraine. Now, of course, the the, the thing there is, is, well, you know, what's an almoner? it's, an almoner, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the official. Uh, the charity officer of the Pope—it was a very low-key position for centuries—and the Pope has really ramped it. This Pope has really ramped it up, but it is the one who distributes charity on uh, to the faithful on, on behalf of the papacy. Um, and this man is, is a the, the current almoner is a, a cardinal, yeah, from and Pol- I, think from Poland, I think yeah, I think he's from Poland. Exactly, and uh, he's done a lot. He's done several trips to the to Ukraine, uh, distributing. Uh, help and aid uh, from the Vatican and from uh, Caritas which is an official Catholic charity organization worldwide that uh, that um, raises funds for the needy and for and this is certainly apropos with those who are victims of war the war in, in, in Ukraine and the results have been devastating there and what a great testimony what a wonderful witness uh, that this high-ranking Vatican official really on behalf of the Pope would be circulating in in uh, ukraine and helping out those who are in in trouble
0: yeah it, it is and the fact that this is the fourth uh trip there where, where he's taking um he's taking aid along and and also just uh, there's some spiritual aid there too where he's uh and this is aimed more at the religious institutions of the company or the country i, bu- I believe and um uh, but he uh he, he um was uh uh, at one point, I think they took an ambulance o- o- over there. I think that was that's started- right. Vatican oh, donated an yeah. ambulance. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it's a, I know in in the news currently, you're hearing that Ukraine is making you know major uh, offenses, major gains in the um, on the ground game, and and seems to be you know if you can say winning a war if there is such a thing, because um, there's such terrible devastation. And that's maybe good news for, for Ukraine, but you know the bad news I think that I, I'd like to ask people to keep in mind is winter is coming uh, over, yeah. over there and it's not a pretty place to be in the in the winter uh, the ukraine is a pretty cold place it's not siberia but it's it's darn cold it and, is and, and another yeah. interesting
1: fallout is the relationship between the uh, patriarch Kirill, the russian orthodox patriarch and the pope and there's been a lot of tension between the two on this whole uh, U- ukrainian issue and it has uh, chilled uh, dialogue shall we say and, uh, and Kirill's already canceled a meeting with the Pope, a future meeting in Kazakhstan. Right. It was supposed to happen, and uh, Kirill is backed out of that. Uh, but that's, uh, that's all fallout from, from this war, that uh, Kirill supports, and the Pope not so much.
0: Yeah, that, that's been a tough one, I think, for not just myself, but a lot of people to get their, their heads around that you have a religious institution, a, a Christian religious institution in the Orthodox Church that's uh, supporting a war. And, yeah. and a very unjust war, I think, that almost everybody could, could agree on. Um, I do want to make a, a, a call for, though—I know many people have been very generous about uh, donating and supporting uh, the folks and the people of Ukraine in this. But I'd say, you know, especially with winter coming, please think about making another donation um, to, through whatever charity you, you want to do to, uh, to help the, the people over there. Uh, one I'd like to suggest is, is simply Catholic Relief Services— uh, that's the Overseas Relief Arm of the uh, U.S. Bishops, and you can find them at crs.org. It, it, it's, it's a real easy thing, crs.org, if you want to help the folks uh, in the Ukraine to uh, prepare for the winter. Well, that brings us to the end of the first half of our program. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be back um, with more in the news. I'm Joe Aponik, along with Father Bill Weary. Well, welcome back to In the News here on Holy Family Radio. I'm your guest host, Joe Aponic along with Father Bill Weary. Father, uh, for part two of the program here, we want to start with uh, some sad news, some really bad news. Um, it was an Italian nun who was a missionary who was killed uh, recently in Mozambique as uh, militants uh, swept in there and, and killed her. She was 84 years old and uh, in fact, she left a voicemail message for her niece who, uh, just like the day before, saying that the things were very tense in her area there, and but that she was going to stay, uh, you know, with her mission um, there. Everybody else was, she said, was fleeing and running away, but uh, she was going to try to stand her ground and, and continue her uh, her missionary work.
1: Yes, it was a, a terrible account of uh, uh, such a, uh, tragic details especially given that um, that the phone conversation uh, just uh, very shortly before her death with, with her niece. And uh, it certainly does speak of the tensions that there can be in uh, Muslim countries between Christians and, and the Islamic, and proponents of the Islamic, proponents of the Islamic faith. And uh, there, there are uh, these kind of acts of violence that do transpire and it just, it leaves one questioning you know why uh, why people of faith would, uh, would would care would do that to one another and this is to be lamented uh, this poor sister who was working so hard uh, in the developing world and would would receive this kind of uh, this treatment so uh, the the, uh, the Muslims of course as everybody knows uh, they do uh, worship the one true God Allah is is God if you attend a a mass in Arabic, uh, you will hear the word Allah over and over again uh, because it means God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what it means, and they do uh, they do worship the one true God. I'm satisfied with that. Some Christians say um, Allah that they worship is is a false god, but the, the, the Second Vatican Council documents indicate otherwise. That they have the faith of Abraham. They go back to the Abrahamic faith, our patriarch Abraham. And Lumen Gentium 16. That's the Church in the Modern World. The uh, Second Vatican Council document says, quote, the plan of salvation also includes those who acknowledge the creator. In the first place among these are the Muslims who, professing to hold the faith of Abraham along with us, adore the one and merciful God who on the day of judgment will judge mankind, unquote. So, uh, you know, there is that we do have that common ground. There's no doubt about it that we can we can we can speak about that, but how we deal with the radical fringe. Uh, of that faith is is a difficult question.
0: Yeah, there is a a cardinal in uh, New Delhi, India who was um, yeah, I think he had a Vatican post uh with the Pontifical Council for Interreligious Dialogue uh, back in uh, from 87 to 2002. Uh, cardinal Fitzgerald, I think is his name is. And he actually has a a book out uh, about journeying with Muslims, listening, praying and and working together. And as part of that, he has uh, suggestions for readings from the Holy Quran that Christian re- readers uh, can do, and to then contemplate these spiritual gems from from another holy book, uh, in, in his words. Um, so that that uh, basically inviting Christians to pray non-Christian text, which I yes. found interesting.
1: That is a, that that is very interesting. I mean, we could all address the one true God. There's no doubt about that as the Quran, Quran does. Um, it's interesting also to note some of the differences between our, our faith and theirs. Well, first of all, they do not espouse the Trinity, uh, obviously, and they do not address God as Father. That is considered blasphemous. Uh, Allah is not your Father. He is He is totally other. Um, but it, it uh, I, I certainly advocate uh, Catholics, well-informed Catholics who are strong in their faith to explore other faiths as well. So at least reading the Quran I think would be a, a good idea. I've read excerpts from it. I've ne- never read the whole thing, uh, but um, oftentimes you'll find it in a hospital meditation rooms, like in Lewistown Hospital, there is a copy hmm. of the Koran there, so it is available. I
0: know, when, you know occasionally when I travel, the um, you know there's a Bible frequently in, in nightstands that um, you know that organizations will leave, leave around, and I I do believe I have seen uh, a copy of the Koran, you know, right side by side. Uh, with um, uh, along with the, the, the Holy Scriptures. Sure. Well, before we close the segment, I just want to, uh, you know, ask people to pray for Cambodian sister Maria da Kappa who uh, lost her life in, in that raid and that from those insurgents. And uh, just to hold the, the people that do missionary work, uh, you know, in your prayers. And this just struck me, the coincidental timing in my life. I was just in, in, in a mass in the diocese of Altoona-Johnstown recently, and there was a, a priest there from Mozambique uh, wow. asking for for funds to help support their their missions there and their work there, and how you know certainly how impoverished the nation was, and um, so uh, with that in mind, you know please uh, for the listeners please please remember those people that are in mission uh, around the world. And speaking of people that were in mission around the world, uh, we had we just had a big anniversary. It was the 25th anniversary of St. Teresa of Calcutta, uh, who, mm-hmm. who p- passed.
1: Uh, hard to believe it was... What a was, thing, yeah. and what a wonderful woman uh, mm-hmm. she was. She was from Albania, which was the most... Uh, during the communist era, it was the most vicious, atheistic satellite country mm-hmm. of the Soviet bloc. Um, Hoxner was the uh, premier's name there, and... Um, but uh, she was a woman of of, of great faith, and um, I, uh, I remember seeing the the documentary on TV by Malcolm Muggeridge, and it was he uh, was a British writer who was atheistic and and uh, converted largely by virtue of her co- his contact with her and by doing that piece for for television. Um, so uh, God bless her, and what a what a great patron she is for the missions, no doubt. I have
0: a. a sh- quick story about that that documentary uh that, that came to, to me back in the uh of course that was back in the 80s i guess late 80s and um i was working at the diocese at the time and i, I took a call from a, a school teacher in a public school who called and said i could i get him a copy of that documentary uh, so he could use it in in his classroom mm-hmm. and i thought well you know i'm a lot of mouths to feed, trying to support a lot of different ministries uh, when I was there. And I'm thinking, what, you know, why is this public school teacher reaching out to me? And I, I was basically trying to put him off because it, you know, it was just not, not going to be an easy thing to do. And I asked yeah. him, I said, why do you really want this? And he says, I was telling my students, I think his students were in, you know, at the most middle school, probably more like grade school if I remember right, about this woman who works with the poorest of the poor and the dying and the real basically dirty people. And, and you know, and and uh, reaching out to people that nobody else wants to touch, and the students basically didn't believe him; they huh. thought he was making it up. <laughs> somebody that somebody like right? this could not exist. So, he, uh, with with that in mind, we did you know get get him a copy of the documentary so he so we could use it.
1: Yeah, many don't realize that she struggled with what is called dark night of the soul in uh, Catholic spiritual theology, where she. Uh, went through a lot of her years feeling uh, sort of detached from God, or the, and and not uh, really uh, close to the uh, to the Lord for all that she was doing, and uh, she wasn't feeling the consolations uh, from heaven that she had felt before. And she persevered through that, and I think that's comforting because we all go through that where we feel God's not that close, and then He's not responsive to us. She went through that, and but uh, uh, of course has come out on the, <laughs> the other, other side, canonized. And so that gives a great a consolation to us as well.
0: Absolutely, and uh, Mother Teresa, I'm sure, went through you know periods of discernment, you know, not just for her vocation, but even because, if I'm, I remember correctly, she she changed orders from what she was doing right. to to begin the, the Sisters of Charity, that uh, and then moved to India. She
1: was she was working in an exclusive girls' school in, in downtown. Ah, uh, Calcutta mm-hmm. I, I believe a, com- a walled compound it was cut off from the city and uh, teaching the uh, children of the of the rich and well to do but always had that heartfelt draw toward the, the poor outside the walls and fi- and finally moved on that by the grace of god in that theme that the pope recently spoke about
0: uh, the topic of discernment and and how to recognize god in in unexpected ways in, in our lives and I, I don't think he was just talking to, you know, people that have a religious vocation, but, but all of us who, um, you know, have, have a calling in, in life in, in any particular way. Um, and he said, uh, I think he used St. Ignatius of Loyola as, a, uh, as, uh, as an example, but he during discerning the will of God means being able to listen to one's own heart and recognize no. the Lord's present in, unexpected, in the unexpected events of life.
1: Yeah, that's so. That is so true. And the gift of discernment is the gift of knowing the sources of things, uh, knowing the sources of one's feelings, desires, and impulses. Do they come from God? Do they come from the devil? Or do they come from my own uh, uh, humanness? So, uh, to dis- to discern something, uh, should I do A or B? Is uh, very very important. Should I take job A or job, job B? What is God? want me to do and the example of Ignatius of Loyola is very is very good recovering from battlefield injuries in the 16th century as a soldier and uh uh, reading the lives of the saints and of of Jesus Christ and discerning so to speak uh that that that's the direction that he was to go in uh away from the life of the soldier life of chivalry and uh but it's so uh it is uh, paramount in all, in all of our lives, but it requires prayer, that we be deep in prayer every day to hear the voice of God and to uh, discern those impulses, uh, w- w- whether they're sinful or virtuous. Right.
0: And, and I just, on, on the way driving here this morning, I don't remember what this commercial was for, but it's, it was just something very secular about, listen to your subconscious, because that's where you can get your greatest joys in life. and i thought boy that's a dangerous statement to make sure sure, can be what is that subconscious and what where where is listening coming from a lot
1: of times we uh discernment is synonymous to decision making and there's something to that but it's deeper than decision making it's no it's knowing the uh the source of of what is driving you to a particular app to a particular decision Father, and, gonna, yep, that, that's got to yep, be the work of the Holy Spirit.
0: Good. I'm going to jump to the Philippines for a quick uh, end of the end of the program. Here we're coming up. Uh, this this just kind of jumped out at me as something I can't imagine happening in this country, but it would be nice if it did. There's a Filipino mall that exhibited more than 50 images of the images of the Virgin Mary to uh, celebrate her recent Nativity. Wow! Uh, is that happening in Lewistown?
1: No, I don't think so. Every now and then I'll hear about a shopping mall chapel, though.
0: Yeah. Father, thank you so much today. This has been a fast half hour. We need to wrap up in the news uh, uh, here on Holy Family Radio. I'm Joe Aponik, and my guest uh, here today, is uh, co-host, is Father Bill Weary. Always great to have him with us. If you enjoy local programming such as this, please consider supporting it at 720WHYF.com. You can also find a podcast there. Joe Nemestinsky has provided technical support today, and our theme music was by David Hillowitz. Father, please close us out with a prayer.
1: Lord God, Heavenly Father, please fill us with your grace, your peace, and your light by the power of your Holy Spirit. Raise us up in union with your Son's resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace.
0: Thank you, Father.